Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello everybody, I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show and thanks for being with us. As the U.S. Open Tennis Tournament concluded over the weekend, the U.S. Tennis Association decided not to play the national anthem. Neither the men's nor women's finals featured our national anthem. Truly a national disgrace that the finals played in New York a day before the anniversary of September 11th, the national anthem would not be played. The House of Representatives back in session this week. Two of the biggest items on their list are funding the government and impeaching President Biden. The government will shut down at midnight on the 30th of this month if Congress fails to pass a budget or continuing resolution, which is a temporary budget. Some conservatives in the House have told Speaker McCarthy that they will refuse to support a continuing resolution and will shut down the government until McCarthy starts acting like a Republican. One of those members is Congressman Chip Roy of Texas. He's had a belly full, he says, and he will reject any spending bill that doesn't address the border and its security and says Republicans have an obligation to do their jobs. Remember last December, uh, unfortunately, 17 Senate Republicans joined with the Pelosi Democrats to take away the power of the purse until this September. And then unfortunately, with the debt deal that was cut in Memor- on Memorial Day weekend, I voted against it. We fought it. We actually shut the House down for a week in response, trying to send a signal. We're not going to tolerate that again. I can promise you there is a large block of us. You are going to address the border or you're going to have a massive fight on your hands in the House of Representatives. 
representatives. We are not going to tolerate this anymore. It's time for us to do our job. We can't we can't continue this. This is an actual damage being done to the American people, our own constituents getting harmed. We can't allow that to continue. House Republicans have an obligation to step up and do their job. And Congressman Byron Donalds, a member of the House Freedom Caucus, says a continuing resolution is a continuation of the radical policies of Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi. He says it needs to stop and it needs to stop now. There is not Republican support in the House for a clean continuing resolution that continues all of the crazy policies of Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, for that matter. We're not going to do it. Look at what's going on in New York, down on the southern border, in Chicago. Families are sick of what's happening at our border, and it's spilling all over the country. Senate Republicans need to step up and do the right thing. It is time to fight to secure our southern border that starts with this appropriations battle that we are on the precipice of. so if they try to tell us we need a clean CR, I'm telling Mitch and the boys in the Senate, the answer is flat out no. The other major issue facing the Republican Party, the impeachment inquiry of President Biden, and some rhinos don't take seriously their responsibility to hold the Biden regime accountable for rampant corruption and acting against the national interest. Congresswoman Nancy Mace says she wants more evidence before an impeachment inquiry. Here she is. Well, we'll know a little bit more information this week. We go into session on Tuesday. Bribery is one of the bases for an impeachment inquiry or articles of impeachment in Article 2, Section 4 of the Constitution. But the problem, Dagan, as you know, is we will never get 60 votes in a Democrat-controlled Senate, no matter how much evidence we prevent. And so from my perspective, the House oversight, judiciary, ways and means need to continue our investigations. We need to show the American people all of the evidence that we understand cover. We need to do it in swift order. We need more subpoenas. I want the bookkeeper. I want Shokin. I want Hunter. I want everybody who was a witness and saw what we saw in the suspicious activity reports. That information we have to win in the court of public opinion so people can decide whether or not this guy who sold out his country for millions and millions of dollars should be president. How much more evidence would Mace like? The bank records, thousands of emails, phone records, witnesses, Whistleblowers, how about Joe Biden admitting on video how he himself had a man fired for investigating his son's company? Isn't that enough? We watched President Trump impeach twice over absolutely nothing. A phone call for crying out loud in one case, while the Democrats joked and laughed about it. It's time for the Republicans to get tough, to get serious, and to get into the fight, because they're fighting for this country and our republic. Biden's poll numbers have been horrendous this year and getting worse. His vice president isn't doing any better. A new CBS YouGov poll found almost 60% of Americans disapprove of her performance, while just 18% say she makes them think better of the Biden administration. That would be uphill work under any circumstances. The polling, not good. Really bad, in fact. President Trump's legal team is reportedly weighing a new strategy in his fight against the Marxist district attorney Fannie Willis in Georgia. Trump's legal team says now they may call Republican lawmakers who objected to the electoral votes on January 6 to testify as witnesses in his trial. Trump's team said there could be as many as 250 witnesses at the trial next March, 147 of them being the lawmakers who objected. Joining us now is Attorney John Eastman. 
John, it's a delight to have you with us here on The Great America Show. You've done great things for the country. You've represented President Trump courageously and expertly. I'd like your thoughts now about the president's trial strategy, bringing in scores of congressmen and other witnesses. Well, uh, I think it's important. Look, and I'm doing the same strategy in my California bar trial. I mean, their whole their whole case, uh, Fannie Willis's case down in Georgia, Jack Smith's case in uh, Washington, D.C., my California bar case, the 111 other bar complaints that were filed against lawyers. Their whole case is based on the authoritarian premise that the government officials said there was no election illegality and fraud. And if you continue to insist otherwise, whatever evidence you have is false and therefore we're gonna criminally prosecute you. It is, it, as I said, it's an authoritarian move. We're the government, what we say must be true. And if you dare to question us, we will destroy you. And so I think the president's strategy of bringing everybody else in who saw the same kind of things we all saw with our own eyes and wanted investigations into it, um, I think that's a good strategy. Elected officials on the other side of the aisle from the government officials that were saying there's nothing to see here, uh, I think is an important strategy. It it strikes me as such because we know everyone listening to us, I'll say nearly everyone, uh, but I would say, (laughs) but I really believe in my heart, it's everyone, uh, understands clearly that there were irregularities, there were anomalies. There were thousands of pages of sworn affidavits uh, that uh, in some cases the courts just said, oh, you know, I I, uh, credit the government's uh, witness affidavit instead because, you know, he was the one that was in charge and he said everything was fine. So we're just supposed to accept that as gospel truth, despite all the evidence to the contrary. I focused more on the illegality than the fraud, although I think the two go hand in glove. Um, the illegality opened the door for fraud, and we now have proof that in many instances people walk through that door and engage in significant acts of fraud. But there's no question. Uh, that uh, elected officials at the county level or the state level or even in the state courts suspended or altered state election law. And the significance of that is Article 2 of the federal constitution quite clearly assigns plenary power to the legislatures of states to direct the manner of choosing presidential electors. And they do that right now by an election code. And if you get rid of signature verification as happened in Pennsylvania, or weaken it as happened in Georgia, or you get rid of the voter ID requirements by falsely allowing people to claim they were indefinitely confined as happened in Wisconsin, uh, or you put up human drop boxes near the college uh, towns as happened in Wisconsin, those things were illegal and unconstitutional. And yet that was the backbone of the effort by the Biden campaign and his his cohorts in these in these uh, government official positions uh, to steal the election. There's no doubt in my mind about that. There's and there's none in mine either to be direct about this. And what is to me overwhelming as well is the insistence on the part of, for want of a better expression, the establishment reflex to all of this and the establishment, I mean, the permanent bureaucracy, the deep state, if you will, of the federal government, uh, the reaction of the establishment state houses uh, around the country. Uh, demanding that people not even question 
Uh, in so much as uh, they watch people in Wayne County, Michigan, putting up boards around the uh, the counting room so no one could see. Uh, the the watching the various vote counts from electronic voting machines dip at two a.m. simultaneously, or at the worst, concurrently around the around the country. You know, all of this inexplicable, but at the same time, we found out that uh, we should uh, bear sackcloth and ashes immediately and be marched off uh, the stage because, my gosh, we're questioning, (laughs) we're questioning reality simply because it doesn't conform to our sense of what should be there. That is an open, transparent electoral process. Well, that's right. And you had you had those problems that you've identified in Wayne County, uh, Michigan, which is Detroit. Uh, you know, we all saw them putting the boards up so people couldn't observe what was going on. They falsely said that there were uh, observers inside the room, except every time an observer left, they would not let them back in. We've got sworn affidavits to that effect when they left to go to the restroom or go to lunch. They wouldn't let them back in. And so the numbers inside were very skewed. A bigger a bigger problem with transparency is the black box contracts and nobody's allowed to look at the machine software to determine what's actually happening. Uh, We've got a couple of uh, examples of that having been done now, one over in Mesa County, Colorado, another short-lived in in Fulton County, Georgia, that show there are real problems with what was going on, but they don't want anybody to investigate this. And, uh, you know, they don't want us to exercise our rights as Americans to demand um, that numbers reconcile. In Wayne County, Michigan, the numbers didn't reconcile. And so two of the four members of the Board of Elections refused to certify. They were then hounded and threatened with their fa- families and at their homes. And they finally said, OK, we will certify if you agree to conduct an audit. Uh, the Secretary of State agreed. They signed the certificates and then she reneged on her promise to conduct an audit. Uh, and so they revoked their certificates. And you ever, you know, then they said, well, you can't revoke your certificate. It's already in. We've certified the election. The numbers still didn't reconcile. In Pennsylvania, here we are two and a half years later, and the numbers uh, of ballots cast uh, compared to those uh, people who are shown in their state system as having voted, they still don't reconcile. Uh, 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 you know, so these are the kind of things that we, we ought to, as free American citizens, have answers to. And they just block us at every turn. Because they're the government and we're not supposed to question them. This is, as I said, this is authoritarianism. And we have crossed a Rubicon here uh, that is threatening to permanently put at risk our freedom, not just on the questions about the election, but anything else uh, that the American people want to question about what the direction their government is going. Whether it's an open border, whether it's, um, uh, you know, uh, mandated vaccines that are untested, whether it's uh, transgender men in your teenage daughter's uh, showers and locker rooms. uh, These are the things that the the Uniparty or the deep state, however you want to call it, have deemed to be the official policy. And nobody's allowed to question it. This is not what a free people should tolerate. What is striking in this moment in 2023 with the with the presidential campaign now underway for 2024 is that we're seeing much the same demeanor on the part of the Republican Party, which is one of acceptance, uh, very few comments and statements of any substance uh, and uh, no sign whatsoever of a strong political organization uh, for the presidency or for any other office, for that matter, around the country. Uh, I have watched this over the course of uh, now three elections, three cycles, 
And the Republican National Committee might as well be a, a subsidiary of the of the DNC. Uh, it is preposterous that we are watching a party with tens of millions of voters uh, ready to go to the polls a, a year and whatever it is, three months from now. And the RNC is bereft of leadership, uh, obvious integrity, or any interest in uh, in acknowledging that Donald Trump is the presumptive nominee and as president, uh, as former president of the United States, he is the leader of the Republican Party. And without him, there's no idea for the Republican Party, notwithstanding eight other people who would like to uh, beat him in the uh, primaries, uh, primary elections. Lou, I think that's absolutely right. And, and I think what we have is two parties. We have an elite establishment wing of the party which is a very small, less than 10% of the party. And then we have the rank and file. Uh, and, you know, they are now what we call MAGA, Make America Great Again, Trump Republicans. Um, but, but that wing of the party, that populist uprising, began a decade before uh, uh, Donald Trump entered the scene. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's an outgrowth of the Tea Party movement of people that are tired of bankrupting their grandchildren with, with you know, excessive pork barrel spending coming out of Washington, D.C., you know, with 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 no checks on it, no brakes on it for as far as the eye can see. And, and they are enslaving our grandchildren. And people saw that and started waking up to it. Um, they saw what an open border meant to our sovereignty, uh, to our our our, you know, uh, standards of living. They saw all that and they started fighting back against it. And the Republicans in charge in Washington in the late uh, 2000s and you know up to the 2010 midterm, uh, they saw the Tea Party as a threat rather than an ally in pushing back against the deep state. And at that point, you just have to say, okay, we now have two parties. It's an inside the beltway or the New York DC corridor party, the uniparty, and we have the, the rest of the country uh, that, that are tired of, of what our leadership in Washington is doing. And it's that that has to be suppressed. Um, because it's a it's a threat to their sinecures. It's a threat to their uh, corrupt. Uh, I mean, how many people have done nothing in their lives except hold office in Washington that are multimillionaires? I mean, this is insane. And, you know, back in the 18th century, if you got caught with your hand in the cookie jar like that, you would have been run out of town on a rail, tailed and tarred and feathered. And 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 what they are doing is going after the people that are shining a light on the corruption. And so far, they're succeeding. Um, but it's but it but I think people are uh, uh, awakening to what's going on. It's a reason why I'm getting so much support in my fight out in the California bar. It's a reason um, people are stepping up to help all the co-defendants in the in the uh, in the the crazy Georgia indictment. People have had it. They know how corrupt this is. They they know that that our criminal law is being twisted in unprecedented ways to target the political opposition. They know that that Donald Trump was targeted illegally with FISA warrants to spy on his campaign. They continued to spy on him after he was elected, and they continued to spy on him even after he was inaugurated and became the titular head of the executive branch. This is the greatest political scandal in our Amer in our nation's history, and, and, and they continue to try and shuffle it under the rug. But there are a bunch of us out there that are not going to let it be shuffled under the rug, that will speak up as often and as frequently and as boldly and as candidly as we can to try and shine a light on the corruption of what's going on.
Well, God bless you for doing so. And we're talking with John Eastman, a former uh, attorney uh, to President Trump, uh, also a great American, as you hear him uh, today as we are talking about uh, these uh, these efforts to shut down free speech in this country, uh, to squelch uh, the candidacy of President Trump uh, for the election in 2024. And by the way, that scandal that John Eastman is talking about, ladies and gentlemen, right now we're in the eighth year of the political persecution of President Donald Trump. We're coming right back with John Eastman. We're going to talk about the situation in Georgia, the special counsel, and we're going to talk about the left's efforts to shut down John Eastman's speech and freedom of speech and and more when we continue here on The Great America Show. We'll be right back. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We are back with John Eastman. John, let's turn to the president's situation now. Under indictment, four indictments, uh, I've lost track of the number of charges. I know that if he were convicted of all of them, it would amount to 700 years. Uh, And I'm sure that the Marxist Dems wouldn't be satisfied with that, even if that were to be the, uh, the result of it all. Give us your assessment of what is going on here. Uh, it, it looks to, to, I think, most of us as if the Marxist Dems have a monopoly on, on what they call lawfare, in which they are just trying to destroy everyone they can uh, with these uh, egregiously abusive lawsuits based on base, really novel, is the kindest way I can say it, novel theories of what is the law. Well, you know, and, and we don't have to speculate about that. They've said as much. Uh, the head of one of these outfits called the 65 Project, uh, this is a group that was funded, uh, well-funded, uh, and created in order to go after all of all of the attorneys that did anything on behalf of President Trump after the 2020 election, all of the litigations that were filed and what have you. As I understand it, 111 Complaints for bar discipline, bar disbarment proceedings have been filed. The head of that organization, in a very important interview with Axios, said, look, our goal here is not just to disbar these people. It's to make them so toxic in their law firms and in their communities that right wing legal talent will never want to take on these election challenges again. In other words, what they're trying to do is clear the path for even further fraud and illegality down in the the future uh, and scaring people away from ever taking on those representations for fear of what it'll do to their livelihoods and their families. Uh, And and that's why I'm fighting against it so hard, uh, because this is a threat not just 
to those of us that were, you know, trying to have uh, uh, these serious issues litigated. But it's it's a very threat to our adversarial system of justice. If you bar one side from having representation, you have destroyed the notion of adversarial system of justice. Uh, and, and you give the other side of carte blanche to do whatever they want. Uh, the same thing is now moved into the criminal arena uh, with very creative interpretations of federal criminal law or state criminal law uh, in order to brand political opponents as if they are criminals uh, for doing the same kind of things that the Democrats did in 2000 and 2004 and 2016. But all of a sudden now it's criminal. Um, uh, the guy that they brought in, Jack Smith, at the federal level, uh, he was the one that went after the governor of Virginia on a very creative uh, use of federal criminal statutes. And the Supreme Court slapped him down nine to zero. Uh, that's pretty rare on, on uh, hotly contentious issues that you get a unanimous decision. Uh, but they brought him in anyway. Uh, it's like it's like, you know, the the Al Gore uh, team in 2000 bringing in Richard Daly to head head the efforts down there is, you know, send a strong me message. We're going to steal this if we need to. Bringing Jack Smith in is we're going to we're going to do whatever it takes to, you know, to find a law, to distort a law, to stretch a law in order to treat this as if it's a criminal matter. Um, one of the lawyers on my team is Harvey Silverglade, who 15 years ago published a very important book called Three Felonies a Day, How the Feds Target the Innocent. Uh, it, we, we've got so many vague criminal statutes on the books that if they want to be creative and distort what the meaning of the statute is, any one of us can be charged with three felonies a day. That's the premise of Harvey's book, and we're seeing it uh, play out in live real time here. We are. And we are also watching a lot of victims uh, being per persecuted is the, the only word I, I can think of, hounded, uh, harassed. Uh, and and every every hour the uh, persecution results in another fee for an attorney uh, or a, a scalp, uh, a, a notch. Uh, for the prosecutors, uh, and it's it's really it's obscene what is happening. You can't get a fair trial. I, I say this almost daily. No American can get a fair trial in the United States of America right now. It's so bad. Lawfare is not about any has nothing to do with justice. The Justice Department has nothing to do with justice. It is about enforcing the left wing Marxist uh, agenda. Uh, and enforcing it uh, with uh, all the blood they can uh, manage to, you know, to create and pain. It's a, a horrible moment in American history, and I think most people are oblivious to it. Well, and even if they don't get the scalp at the end of the day, and one hopes hopes at the end of the day that if there's at least one person on that D.C. jury or that Fulton County, Georgia jury that will understand what's going on and refuse to vote to convict. Um, or that the judge in my California bar trial will see and faithfully apply the law. Um, but even if they don't get the scalp, the costs imposed on the people that are the targets of this is immense. I mean, I've already I've already incurred over a million dollars in legal fees um, in defending in 14 different actions and counting. Um, uh, it, it, you know, we had one filed out of North Carolina 
uh, up in D.C. I was I was the lead defendant named in it. Why? I don't know. But along with Rudy Giuliani and, uh, you know, several of the members of Trump's family and Fox News and several Fox commentators and also Mark Zuckerberg. I think the guy for, didn't get the memo on which side of this fight he was on. <laughs> Um, but one of the allegations they made against me was that I was a billionaire oligarch trying to undermine democracy. My wife kind of laughed. Are you you got to fund someplace you're hiding from me? So, uh, but but you know what they're trying to do is bankrupt us so that we will not and and other more importantly other people will not stand up to fight against this tyranny. Um, and luckily, I've got a high enough profile that people are helping with my legal defense fund. And if you don't mind, I'll give that out. It's give send, givesendgo.com slash Eastman. And the benefit of that site was twofold. One, uh, unlike uh, uh, GoFundMe, it wouldn't have canceled me, to, you know, two minutes into this thing. But two, people can also send prayers to me and my family through that site. My wife and I read them and they're heartwarming. Most of them are. Some people, you know, I pray you got rotten hell. You know, they kind of distort the, the very notion of prayer. Um, but but most of the people on there have sent wonderfully heartwarming uh, notes of support. And those and those help in, in the in the more troubling moments we deal with. But the financial resource, their goal is to drain our financial resources, our retirement and send a message that how dare you have challenged us, the government uh, and how dare anybody else step up to challenge as well. We'll do to you what we're doing to Eastman. And they're and they're trying to silence the political right, the conservative legal movement right. They're trying to silence people so that they have a free hand to do whatever they want with activist judges un, un, uh, unanswered. And I'm not willing to let that happen. And I know you're not either, Lou, and I suspect a good portion of your audience is not either. We need to fight this with everything we've got. Absolutely. Uh, and give us the address again, Give send go dot com slash Eastman. And we also use that site to kind of post uh, insightful articles that are talking about what's going on. We use it as, as kind of an update. And then there's a new site that's uh, been created by a professional operation that I have. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of it. Maybe John Eastman Legal Defense Fund um, as well. But but the Give, Send, Go or just Google John Eastman Legal Defense Fund and you'll find it. And, and those Great. monies go directly into uh, the fund that helps pay the legal fees. Um, and, uh, and and as I say, they're mounting very quickly. Uh, uh, the lawyers down in Georgia, most of them that I talked to wouldn't even touch this without a million dollars up front. These are the kind of things we're dealing with. Um, and, you know, I, uh, I've, I've at least got the ability to, to make a nationwide pitch to help. Uh, you know, I feel so sorry for the people like some of these electors who are just ordinary citizens that, you know, are now implicated, like the, the electors up in Michigan who have been criminally charged for doing nothing different than John Kennedy's electors did in Hawaii in 1960. Um, right. uh, uh, so they had a telethon last week. I, I did a five minute appearance on it to help them. But people need help to pay their legal, their significant legal expenses as we try and push back against this lawfare. And you're absolutely right. It's lawfare. It's warfare manipulating and abusing the system of law that has been such a great mainstay in our freedom in this country and, you know, and a model for around the world. And they are destroying it. We're going to continue our conversation with John Eastman uh, and talk about in some detail what is happening in the state of California. Uh, they have the bar there has brought a disciplinary action against him. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know when John is describing what's happening to attorneys in this country, uh, lawyers who would even, not that 
their philosophy or their ideology or their party is conservative or Republican, but just simply, just simply representing anyone who is on the side of Trump, who is a conservative, who is a, a Republican, uh, is enough for a major law firm. Big law won't put up with it in this country, and it is a sure end uh, to careers uh, in big law if they do. It is really quite a, a moment in history, and John is going to explain more of it to us as we go forward. But I want to tell you, as one who has witnessed it, witnessed it up close and personal. Uh, it is uh, it is absolutely barbaric. Uh, it is beyond uh, anything that one would have imagined could happen in America. We're talking with John Eastman. Stay with us. We'll be right back after these quick messages. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back, we're talking with attorney John Eastman, and John is facing a uh, an effort to discipline him by the California Bar Association, as uh, I understand it. Uh, John, I'd let's get to. I think everyone, and certainly I, I would appreciate telling us how, how long this disciplinary action has been going on against you. Well, it began with a complaint that was filed by this hyperpartisan group, States United Democracy Center. Um, who I, you know, were never a client, were never opposing counsel, were never involved in any litigation I was ever involved in, but they just filed a complaint against me in October of 2021, so almost two years ago. The oh. bar, uh, unbeknownst to me, began investigating that. They publicly disclosed their investigation in March of 2022 um, under under a theory that uh, because because investigations are supposed to be confidential until charges are filed, and they disclosed it anyway uh, on the ground that I was a threat to the public, um, which is rather extraordinary. Um, and uh, and then uh, in May they sent me the most extraordinary letter, thirty eight single spaced, uh, thirty eight pages single spaced demanding essentially that I provide every bit of evidence I had for every statement I'd ever made, every brief I ever filed in any way related to the 2020 election. Um, and uh, I spent three to four months uh, comprehensively responding to that. Uh, they had claimed I had no evidence of illegality or fraud or, or uh, no evidence to base my advice to the vice president, what have you. Um, uh, and I, you know, I comprehensively responded. Uh, I took them at their word that if I, if I had an answer for everything, that uh, there would be no charges filed as there should not have been. Uh, that didn't phase them. They then in January uh, of 2023 filed a, hmm, 
I forget how many pages it was, 11 counts, 85 paragraphs, something like that, uh, notice of disciplinary charges. And almost every single paragraph had false statements in it. One of them, for example, said Eastman claimed in his speech on the ellipse on January 6th that dead people voted. That was that was false. And he knew it to be false because, as the attorney general of Michigan has said, only fifteen hundred dead people voted. In other words, in the very same paragraph, they accused me of making a false statement. Um, they acknowledged that the statement was true. Uh, this this, <laughs> this goes on in paragraph after paragraph after paragraph. Um, and then uh, uh, we filed a hundred and twelve page response uh, to that. And it didn't phase them. Trial was scheduled in, in May and they realized, you know, the breadth. I mean, they want me basically not just to defend everything I did, but to defend everything any other lawyer working in other states on behalf of President Trump and states I had nothing to do with did. And so uh, they, they, they got a delay until June. We had two weeks of trial in June, uh, an additional week of trial in August. And uh, we're now in the second week of trial in September. And it's likely we're going to have uh, uh, at least another week. So six or seven maybe weeks of trial is, you know, in a bar proceeding. Uh, and, you know, of course, you know, you've, I've got teams of, of lawyers. I've got you know, courtroom technicians. I got all this stuff, you know, that, that are, you know, charged by the hour. Uh, I mean, you can imagine the fees that are getting racked up. And you can also imagine the fees that are being incurred on the other side. Because they've got, we have no idea how, how deep their bench is. And we, we, we know for a fact that some of the major law firms are providing assistance, whether they're being charged for that or, or paid for that or just doing it, you know, pro bono. We don't know. Um, but, but uh, you know, the, the, the amount of money they're spending to try and say that my claims about election illegality are something no reasonable attorney would have ever brought uh, and therefore he should be disbarred. Um, I mean, just, I mean, think about that. This is, this is unprecedented. Uh, and yet that's what we're dealing with. It, it, it's, it's, it's just so outside the bounds of even just basic logic, common sense uh, and common decency that this would be happening in this, in this country. California, I will admit is often considered a little different part of the country uh, than the rest, but it's the California bar, right? It's the California bar. It's fairly unique. It has a dedicated bar court, unlike most bars that just have panels of local attorneys that sit in assessment of uh, disciplinary charges. And look, most most times the bars deal with um, improper relationships between attorney and client or attorneys who who have, uh, uh, you know, tapped into their client trust funds or other other kind of financial things. And, and those things usually get resolved uh, without a trial, or if it goes to trial, it's usually a day or two. Um, but the notion that we're you know, gonna be six or seven weeks in full trial uh, on these charges, uh, you know, even, even if I am exonerated at the end of the day, as, as I think any faithful application of the law would require, even if that, I mean, the amount of money that I will have devoted to defending my bar license is, is just is, is insane. And it doesn't in any way uh, assure you that there won't be one to to follow on the heels of this. Well, uh, it, it could I, be persecution in perpetuity. It could be. It could be. And my wife and I, uh, you know, there there have been ups and downs on this two and a half year roller coaster ride, I got to tell you. But, 
um, after one of the particularly low moments, my wife and I kind of woke up together one morning and come to the realization that um, my whole life, my whole career, my whole devotion to constitutional law, my, my teaching constitutional law, my participating in more than 200 cases before the Supreme Court of the United States, my serving as a dean of a law school, it's probably equipped me better than almost anybody else in the country to deal with these things and to confront them head on. And, and, uh, and my, um, my fortitude uh, kind of equips me to, to want to do that as well. So I'm, I, you know, this is, this is the position I've been thrust into and uh, I, I hope and pray that, uh, that I'm up to the task, but we're certainly giving it our best. It is a absolute slur. Uh, that these people would be conducting themselves that way in the California Bar Association. Is there not, is there not an authority of some sort that exists in our legal system that says, we were watched a president persecuted for eight years without any finding of wrongdoing on any level, uh, who is being persecuted uh, uh, by local and state prosecutors for obvious uh, partisan purposes uh, is there not some someone decent enough and strong enough and who has the respect of enough people to stand up whether it's chief justice john roberts whether it is the, the deans of law schools around the country whether it is a a, a corporate leader uh, a religious leader who can say this has to stop. This is well, madness. This is well, a nation that is in the midst of an emotional uh, and psychological break. It's got to stop. It, is it, there it such a person? Have, it does have to stop. One of the things we've learned in the past is that the only way it stops is that the shoe ends up on the other foot. The independent prosecutor statute that was deployed against Ronald Reagan and so many of his aides uh, in the 1980s that was allowed to expire after it ended up being deployed against Bill Clinton as well. Um, uh, what, what we're seeing now will stop uh, if Republicans get back in power and decide to do the same things to the other side. And then that will stop. Um, but the left, the left, if they in fact stole the election in 2020, as I, as I certainly believe, um, they're not worried about the shoe being on the fo other foot because they think they've uh, managed to stop it ever from happening that way. Um, and that, that's why I'm fighting so hard. If that's true, then we no longer control the direction of our government and the very foundational cornerstone of our republic, the consent of the governed, is gone. Uh, we will cease to be citizens in a free republic and will become subjects of an everly increasingly tyrannical government. That's what the fight is about. It's a much bigger than my bar license or even President Trump. Uh, it is about whether we're going to remain a free people or not. And that's why that's why so many people around the country are stepping up to support me and supporting President Trump. So many people around the country and their hometowns are starting to have eyes on their local election officials to at least stop some of the illegality that we saw go on in the last election. Um, but I, I, I don't know whether it will be enough. The, these these uh, habits, uh, these illegalities are so well entrenched now, uh, but we're doing what we can to expose them. And hopefully that will be enough to secure uh, and restore free systems of election and therefore free government in this country.
free government in this country, John Eastman, I hate to be the one to say this uh, at the conclusion of our uh, fascinating conversation here. And just uh, you've uh, illuminated so much for us and we're, we're in your debt for doing so. But let's I, I have to be straightforward with this audience. I don't want anyone to forget that every agency of every department in the federal government is under the control of the Marxist Dems. This administration has brought in uh, what uh, any of the estimates range anywhere from eight to 15 million uh, illegal immigrants in the course of uh, two and a half years. We've never seen anything like this. Uh, the insistence on vaccine, they're already started the drumbeat for mandatory vaccinations uh, that uh, will surely come if they can find even, a, even a, the suggestion the intimation uh, that the virus is upon us again, uh, mandatory masking, which everyone has debunked, is uh, is absolutely useless. Uh, it is a it's a it's a government uh, that is absolutely under the control of the Marxist Dems, the authoritarian left, uh, the Marxist Dems, and that's what this party has become. Uh, I I just want to say uh, we need to help John Eastman and his defense fund. Uh, the the address again is givesendgo.com slash Eastman. And we're going to put that up on the website. We'll have it there and we'll be talking about that uh, legal defense fund for John Eastman uh, for days to come. John Eastman, thanks so much for being with us. You're a great American and uh, God bless you and and prevail in this great fight for yourself thanks. and the country. Thank you, Lou. Thanks for having me on and thanks for all the great work you do. John Eastman, former attorney to President Trump, also one of the 19 indicted by the Marxist district attorney, Fannie Willis. Again, you can help John in his legal fight by going to givesengo.com slash Eastman. That's donating to givesengo.com slash Eastman. Thanks, everybody, for being with us tomorrow. Our guest is Congressman Matt Gates. Please be with us tomorrow and each and every weekday. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs, on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight, and our website is loudobbs.com. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless and save America. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.